Father, I thank you this morning for being here. Jesus, I thank you that you are here with us. Holy Spirit, thank you for being with us always. Thank you for always being there to lead us and to guide us. Thank you for always being there to encourage us and to uplift us. Thank you for being our comfort. And Jesus, thank you. If it wasn't for you, none of us would be here, not even the Holy Spirit. So thank you, Jesus, for the sacrifice that you prayed for us. It is all about you, Jesus. It is always about you. It always was about you. It always is about you. And it always will be about you. Let for every person standing in this building, every person that is watching us online, and every person that is connected to this ministry, and every person who truly is born of you, let it be said of them that it is no longer I who live, it is no longer them who live, but Christ who lives in me and who lives in them. Where you work through them, help them to understand the power that is inside of them, the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much, everybody. You can just give God a shout of praise. You can just give Jesus a shout of praise and the Holy Spirit a shout of praise. Come on, you can do better than that. You can do better than that. Jesus deserves all of our praise. He deserves all of the glory and all of the honor. Come on, somebody. talking about secrets and I said to Pastor Marie before we came out I said to her the Bible is filled you can have your seats thank you the Bible is so filled with so many secrets so how do you in one month or eight sessions serve uh, uh, um, present or share with you every secret that's in the Bible and then she said to me well the secrets that we're sharing now is the ones that are relevant for this time and it is, it's the secrets that are relevant for this time. And that is how God works. He reveals Himself in the perfect timing. He knows exactly what He is doing, when He is doing. He's planned it way before the foundations of the earth. He's all knowing. So He already knew what was gonna happen. He knew that He had to send Jesus. Just think about it. If Adam and Eve never sinned, the magnitudes or the, how can I say it? I don't even have a word to explain how huge and how wonderful God is in all His glory. But imagine they didn't sin. We would have only known Him as God, I assume. But because, this is just my um, thinking, it's what I thought about right now while I was standing here. Um, if we, had, we would have only known Him as that because there would have been no reason for Jesus to come down. So we wouldn't have known Jesus the way that we know Him now. 
because man would not have sinned and we would not have fallen short of the glory of God and therefore we would not have needed a Saviour. We would also not have known the Holy Spirit the way that we know Him today. So instead of just being um, shown to us where He would have shown His glory to us as one, He's now revealed Himself in three. That is so powerful if I must say so myself. Not because of me, but because of how amazing He is. And I shared at this conference for the men who weren't there and for those who didn't listen online and I absolutely cannot even try and recap. If it was a Sunday night, we could maybe have tried, but I only have like half an hour to get a very powerful message across and I don't know how I'm gonna do it. But um, what I was sharing there is how in heaven, if you look at Revelations 4 in the throne room, how the four living creatures are singing day and night, nonstop, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Day and night. So that means they don't stop. How do they not get bored of singing the same thing over and over and over? It is because every time they say holy, God reveals another level of His holiness. So he, they will never get bored. But in the same way, He wants us, He wants to reveal Himself. And that's why He does reveal Himself on earth to us the same way. But for all eternity, He's just gonna get more holier and more holier and more holier and more holier. And we are the ones He's chosen. The fact that you are alive means that He chose you and He ordained you. He knew that you had the ability and He gave you the ability to love Him and to serve Him with everything that's inside of you. He would not have created you if He did not think that you were able to love Him and to serve Him. So everybody who thinks that they're insignificant, you better know. The devil has lied too much to God's people. And I'm at a place in my life where I'm mad where I'm so mad, like if he was standing in front of me, I swear I would like spear tackle him. I would turn into a rugby player and I would spear tackle him. I'm serious, I would. A lot of people fear him. And the Bible tells us how if we see him or when we're going to see him one day, you're gonna think, is this the one? Is this the one that I feared? Is this the one that I was scared of? Come on, come on. What happens is a lot of people might not actually relate the enemy to the enemy, but you allow the people who's been used by the enemy to take you off the way. God cannot come in and into the world and just stop certain things. No, He has a protocol. And He said he's not a, He will not go above His Word and, the, and He's given us the authority to work here on earth. So that is why He cannot actually just come in and stop it. He has to work through the vessels. But in the same way, the enemy works through the vessels, as we all know. But now people are the ones, when you listen to them and you listen to their word, their verdict, and not God's verdict, you are taken astray or you limited. The thing is, every person sitting here, we know this, but we don't understand it. Everybody knows that they're called. Some might not believe it. Everyone knows that they are purposed, but they do not believe it. But you don't because of what you allow yourself. Nobody can make a choice but you. 
You are the ones to choose to allow those words spoken over you. Don't you think Jesus had things spoken against Him? Don't you think that He had people attacking Him? Trying to remove Him, trying to stop Him, coming against what He was speaking, what He was saying? Don't you think He did it? Yesterday I spoke about how if we suffer with Him or if we suffer for His sake, we will become overcomers. And when we are overcomers, we will have the right to enter into the throne room and sit with Him on His throne in the same way that He overcame and sat on the throne with God. For too long, for too long, the enemy has given credit. Yes, he attacks. Yes, He comes against us. Yes, He does everything that He does. But why do I want to focus on Him? Why do I want to focus on what He's done? Why do we focus on that? When you shift your mindset and realize that the greatest secret in life is if you focus on Jesus, if you focus on Him, You can sit down. (laughs) I don't know for how long. (laughs) But the greatest secret in life is if you focus on Jesus. I want us to, uh, I just want to read. I don't know if I'm going to have time, but I want to encourage you. I'm not going to do it now because I'll just waste a few minutes. Go onto Instagram on Facebook on Prophet's page and go read the prophetic word that he had for us. One o'clock this morning, God was speaking to him and he gave him a word for us. Please go and read it. I wanted to read it, but I'm not going to have time. But I want us to quickly go to James 1.22. And I'm going to start off here because, and some of us know the Scripture, some of us don't. But I want to start off here so that with the, what I say after this, that you apply this. So, but be doers of the Word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. He is observing himself, for he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets the kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty or freedom and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So the reason why I want you to listen to the Scripture, we have to be doers of the Word, otherwise you forget. So the principle and the secret that I'm going to teach you today, if you do this, your life forever will be changed. Because this is, in my opinion, the greatest secret. It is the greatest secret. So don't be a hearer only today. And you'll understand what I'm gonna say now. But many of us, you know, when we learn and understand the wonderful secret regarding the person and the power of the Holy Spirit, our lives would be changed. And if you understand the power that He's with us, you would know that we don't need to lay hands on you all the time. If He's here, He does it. There's power in the Holy Spirit, amen? 
our carnal minds cannot fathom the power and the greatness of God who's seated on His throne. So in our natural minds, a lot of people try and understand God. They try and know Him in their natural carnal mindset, in their carnal state, where they serve Him or where they come to church religiously on a Sunday and they hear a little bit and then the rest of the week they're not really doing anything or they try and read a devotional here or maybe a scripture there and they try and pray in a religious form thinking that because they're praying, they're good enough and they're gonna be saved and they're gonna get into heaven. But we're having no intimacy so a lot of, that is why people cannot really conceptualize the power that is in God. And the thing is, is He's holding the destinies of all of us in the palm of His hand, ready to just release it. He still controls everything. Amen? And at His right hand, as we know, is Jesus sitting. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's our Savior, our Mediator, our Redeemer, and our High Priest. I'm just gonna put that away. <laughs> He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And remember, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in His matchless name if we would only understand. But we, a lot of us don't. When you get to a place, and we will, we will get there. The time is coming that we will get to this place where we would understand the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. There is power in the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to show you the scripture now. Just hang with me. I'm going to talk more to you, but I have things written down because I want to get it across in a certain way. But there's power in the presence of the Holy Spirit and He's here now. You don't need me to lay hands on you. You don't need me to blow on you. He's here to do it for you. Amen. If you are willing and ready to receive Him, then you can. If you realize that the secret to your life, the secret to your call and the secret to your purpose, your mission is not in you. The power is not in you, not in your own ability, not in your own strength. The power lies in the Holy Spirit. Amen. The power lies in the Holy Spirit. Yet, so many of us on a daily basis, we grieve Him or we quench Him, where we cause Him to lift Himself. What I mean lift Himself, not go, because He's in us, but He gets silence. The same way that you quench your fire by throwing water on it, you quench the Holy Spirit where He's dead and you need to be, that fire needs to be sparked. It needs to be revived. It needs to be brought back to life. And some people take way too long for that fire to be ignited. The Holy Spirit is a person of power and He cannot be used. He must use the vessel and we follow. Do you understand? A lot of people just want to be Holy Spirit, me, 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 me. No. We are the vessels that He must use. One of the greatest secrets is if we don't lose sight of Jesus. I'm gonna to get to a place, I'm just getting this foundation out, just these statements, because if you catch this, you're gonna catch what I'm saying. It's all about Jesus. The whole message for the church was Jesus. The message before was Jesus. 
The message now for the church is Jesus. The message for the church to come is Jesus. It has always been Jesus. Jesus is the revelation of the church. Amen. He's the message to every Christian. Now there was in the throne room, there was a meeting that was taking place before the earth began, before everything happened. At a great table, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit were sitting. And when Jesus offered Himself, when they sat there and they discussed, and Jesus offered Himself through the Holy Spirit, there was an agreement that took place where the Holy Spirit said to Him, said to Jesus, I will be the power. I will be there revealing you to the hearts of men and women. Amen. The Holy Spirit, He's kept that agreement up to today. The Holy Spirit is the one who reveals Jesus to you. Whenever the Holy Spirit was spoken of in the Old Testament, whether it was directly or indirectly, it was always, He was always promoting Jesus. For those who love the Old Testament, I must say it's not one of my favorites. <laughs> but I love the Bible. He was always promoting Jesus. If you think that I'm sold out for Jesus, if you think that some other people might be sold out for Jesus, imagine, and I must tell you that the Holy Spirit is even more sold out for Him. Amen? He has never, the Holy Spirit has never worked separate from the Son of the living God. And the Son has never worked separate and apart without the Holy Spirit. And in the same way, Jesus never worked without God the Father. They always work together. If you watch the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, He was continually and constantly revealing who was to come in the future. Jesus understood perfectly, listen to this, Jesus understood perfectly when He spoke of the Holy Spirit in John 16 verse 13 and 14. When He spoke of the Holy Spirit, He said, He will glorify me. When He comes, He will glorify me. He will magnify me. He will not speak of Himself. He will glorify me. And in the last moments before Jesus was taken away, He said, and they shall receive power. Acts 8 verse 1, you don't have to go there yet. So in the last moments, one of the things that Jesus said is they shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon them. But what is that power? So what is the power that the Holy Spirit puts on you? It is the power to witness. Witness who? Witness of Jesus. The Holy Spirit was never given to us just to enjoy Him. He was never given to us just to enjoy Him. Many times uh, people often tell us, you know, we need to rest, we need to um, take it slow, we need to take it easy, and we do that. But the thing is, is when you spend time with God, the Holy Spirit refreshes you.
He renews you. He fills you with times of rejoicing. And many people, when they spend time with, the, with God and the Holy Spirit has refreshed them and they've renewed them and people talk about the encounters that they had and they feel so energized and they feel so ready to go and they feel like they can take on the whole world. They don't realize that the reason why that has happened, the reason why you are refreshed, the reason why you are renewed is all for service. It is for your service in the kingdom of heaven, in the kingdom of God. So when you are renewed, when you come to a service, when you're in your prayer room and you have a refreshing, you're refilled, it is for you to go out and to serve, to be of service of God, amen? He was not just given to us to go have a picnic, to have a picnic if I now had to explain it in those terms. No, ye shall be witnesses. You shall be witnesses. That was Jesus' secret to power. The secret to Jesus' power. And He understood, Jesus understood that the secret to His power, the secret to His miracles, the secret to everything that He performed lies in the Holy Spirit. He knew that that is the reason why everything was done. Remember what I said, what happened in the boardroom. The Holy Spirit said He would be the power. That's the reason why when Jesus went away, when He went back to heaven, He said, and you shall receive the same power. So the same power that Jesus had while He was performing the signs, wonders and miracles, that same power that He had was given to you and I to do what He has done. The same power that He had to raise the dead, heal the sick, um, feed and have the miracles of, of, of uh, multiplication, everything that He did was given to you and I. But I wanna take it deeper. Let's quickly go to... Um, one uh, John, sorry, not one John, just John 14, verse 12. John 14, verse 12. So I'm gonna take it a little bit deeper. And this is one of my favorite scriptures ever. It is something that I've mentioned many times. Maybe not have read it, but I've mentioned it many times. But I wanna take it deeper. So Jesus said, okay, in the New King James, which is the one that I wanted to read from, but it's fine. It says, verily, verily, but here it says most assuredly. So verily, verily, remember the New King James is the most accurate version of the Bible. So verily, verily means most importantly. So Jesus said, most importantly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. So Jesus said, if you believe in Him, if you believe in the works that He has done, you will do them also. Who here believes in Jesus and believes in the works that He has done? If you believe, I just want you to give God and I want you to give Him the greatest shout of praise because right now I am not seeing anybody that understands that you have the power to do the works that Jesus did. No offense to anybody, but the lack of excitement is a little bit concerning. Either you've become familiar with doing these things, 
doing the works of Jesus, you can sit down. Um, so either you've become familiar with doing the works that Jesus did, or you are not doing the works of Jesus, and you're not excited about doing the works of Jesus. Some might not think that you can do the works of Jesus, but He said, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. He will do also. You have the power and you have the ability to raise the dead, to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to multiply. You have that power. We need to tap into that power. But like I said, I wanna take it deeper. So if we look further, it says, and greater works than these He will do also. And greater works than these He will do also. And greater things is the same thing what you can say. But so what is this greater? But before I get to that, as the Holy Spirit, the mighty power of the Godhead worked through and manifested Himself through the ministry of Jesus. In the same way, remember, He was given to us. And He was given to us because Jesus said there, because I go to my Father. So we will do greater works than He, or we will do the same works as Him, and we'll do greater works than He, because He has to go to the Father. And if you read further in the chapter, He obviously talks about how the Holy Spirit, He'll send us a helper, the Holy Spirit, because He will not leave us orphans. But the question is, what is this greater? And greater works shall you do. If he says greater, I want you guys to know, greater, be hungry for greater. Be hungry to go into a deeper level of intimacy. If only we knew how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, He is the one. And greater works shall He do. You will do greater than healing the sick. Or what is, let me say it like this, what is greater than healing the sick? What is greater than raising the dead? What is greater than casting out demons, than multiplying bread and fish? What is greater than walking on water? Greater than calming the sea? Greater works shall ye do because I go to my Father. I almost wanna ask the crowd, what do you think is the greater things? What happened when Jesus left was the Holy Spirit came upon every believer. There was one thing. So what is greater than the works that Jesus did? Because a lot of people will think, oh no, I need to do more. So people say that greater is more. Otherwise, Jesus would have said, more things you will do. But He didn't say more things you will do. So He didn't say you will raise more people from the dead. He didn't say you'll raise more people or you'll heal more people, you'll deliver more people, although we automatically do, do that. But that is not what He meant when He said, greater things you shall do. What is greater? What could Jesus not do that we are the, that is the greater that we are gonna do? 
So what is the greater? What is the one thing that Jesus could not do? There's one thing that He could not do that we need to do. And that one thing is He could not stand before a lost and dying world and say, Look upon me, a sinner saved by the power of God. He could not say, look upon me, see an example of the transforming power of the blood that was shed. Even though all power in heaven and on earth was given to Him, even though He was equal with the Father and equal with the Holy Spirit, even though He had the power to forgive sin, even though He was positioned as the high priest, as our mediator, and one day He will be our great judge, He did not have it in His power and He could not say, Look upon me and see the transforming power of my shed blood. He could not say it. Why? Because he was perfect. He had no sin. He was perfect and he will forever be perfect. He had no sin. So he could not be a witness of himself. The Holy Spirit was given to us. Let's go to Acts, uh, Acts 1 verse 8. So He did not have the ability to say and testify and witness of Himself. That is our responsibility. That is why. And this is the reason why the Holy Spirit was given to us. But you shall receive power when but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So a lot of people do not know that the secret to the power of God, the secret to the anointing, the secret to everything, the secret to fulfill, everybody has a longing and a desire to fulfill the will of God for their life. If you are truly saved, you have this hunger and this desire. Many people can't get there. Many people will have that desire and then it will fade away. But every true saved born again believer has that desire to fulfill the will of God. But you cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. You cannot do it without the power of the Holy Spirit. The thing is, is what happens is a lot of people focus on the power and the working of the Holy Spirit, the raising of the dead, the healing of the sick. Everybody focuses on that, but that is secondary. That is our, the secondary thing. The first and most important thing is the redeeming, saving power of the blood. The blood that Jesus shed. The more powerful than um, a physical miracle, more powerful than raising the dead is the life transformed. Because you can raise somebody from the dead and that person can still be eternally separated from God. But if, you've, if there's transformation in a person's life, then they can experience the power. They can have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can operate through them. 
So the first and most important thing is the transforming power of the blood that was shed. Then the power and the works of the Holy Spirit will follow. So what is our greatest responsibility for everybody who says, I don't know what I'm called to do. I don't know what I should do. I don't know what my purpose is. And because you feel that way and because you think that way, you end up doing nothing for God. You end up doing nothing for the kingdom and your life stays in one place and you never grow. You never go forward. You find yourself going backwards. For those people who are crying out every time you go spend time with God, you cry out, God, what is my purpose? Reveal my purpose to me. Tell me what I should do. I wanna do it for you, but I don't know what to do. And then you leave and you do nothing. Every single person that is sitting here, every person that's watching us live, every person that's everywhere, any born again believer, you have the same purpose, the same mission. You have the same will of God to fulfill for your life. Everybody has the same. We, it's just manifested in different ways. So you have the same purpose, the same will, the same calling. It is just manifested in different ways. And that purpose is the Great Commission. That purpose is to be a witness of the transforming power of the blood that was shed. What is a witness? A witness is somebody who carries the evidence. So if there's a case happening, if let's say there's a murder case, the witness is the one who carries the evidence of that murder that took place. So if you are a witness of Jesus Christ, you need to carry the evidence of Him inside of Him. And you start off by sharing your testimony. You're a witness. You share the testimony of how He saved your soul through the blood. How He changed your life around because of the blood. How you are now free because of the blood. How you are now healed because of the blood. It was all because of the blood that was shed on the cross where Jesus died for you and I so that we can be reconciled back to the Father. If you understand that the power lies within yourself, if you realize people wanna be used, they wanna be anointed, just think about it. Don't think that you're gonna witness and be a witness for Jesus. Why can evangelists have signs, wonders and miracles happen at all of the crusades? Why are people just healed? Why are people just set free at an evangelist crusade? Because it's all about Jesus. All about Jesus. This life is all about Jesus. The Holy Spirit is here to glorify and to magnify His Name. So if He is inside of you, it is your responsibility as a born again believer to witness of the power, the, the transforming power of the blood that was shed on the cross for you and I. So when you leave here today, if you leave here thinking, what is my purpose? What am I called to do? God, why can't I do anything for you? Why are you not using me? No, you are not being used by Him because of you. You want the fame, you want the glory, you want to be seen, you wanna be heard. No, our greatest responsibility 
as born again believers is to witness of the transforming power of the blood that was shed by Jesus Christ. It is because of the blood that was shed that we are here today. Amen. So everybody can stand. I don't have much more time. I think I can preach about Jesus for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Everything in the Bible. The Bible is a revelation of one person. The Bible is a revelation of one person. The revelation of Jesus. So when you're reading the Bible, some in, if you're reading the story of Esther, you're reading about Esther, but you're not realizing how it is a revelation of the Savior. The Bible is a revelation of Jesus. When you change your focus to yourself, from yourself, sorry. When you change your focus from yourself, your own wants, your own needs, your own desires, you stop focusing on your inabilities. I'm the most unqualified person, seriously. We have some very clever people here. I think uh, Craig is studying to be some other astronaut or, or science thingy. Science, right? Some kind of physics, that's the one. Very clever. He could probably stand up here and explain to you how God is in the universe and how this thing and how, you know, some phys uh, physicists are not that way, but he will be that way. <laughs> he can bring glory to the magnitude of God, amen? Where I can't do that. But my message is all about Jesus. But the way that He's gonna do it is for those minds who cannot understand the simple things of Jesus. They need to understand Him in this, that way, in the scientific way. That is what I'm saying. Everybody has a different purpose. Don't try and be a physicist and try and be a theologian, a godly theologian, not an ungodly theologian. Don't try and be that if that's not what God has ordained for you. But I'm the most unqualified. And the thing is, is that the power of the Holy Spirit is about to fall on this earth, even though He's with us. But the evidence is about to fall on this earth like never before. Supernatural signs, wonders, and miracles like never before. And it is not just for the pastor that is standing here. It is not just for somebody out there on a pulpit somewhere. No, it is for you and I because we are witnesses. And He said, we shall do if you believe in Him, if you believe in His works, then you shall do what He has done. And greater you shall do. Greater you will witness of the power, the transforming power of the blood that was shed so that your life can be saved, so that you can be reconciled back to God. That is the power. And it is a simple thing as sharing your testimony. You don't have to scream and shout to somebody sharing your testimony, no. I just like to scream and shout. <laughs> I'm a fireball. <laughs> I cannot not speak with passion. But what I'm saying is you don't have to. As simple as sharing how God or how Jesus saved your soul. How your life has been turned around by the very sacrifice that He did for you on the cross. 
And I guarantee you as much as what I'm standing here now, the moment you change your mindset from there and just getting back to the basics, the simple things of loving Jesus, loving God, loving the Holy Spirit, spending intimate time with Him, not worrying about everybody. Yes, I understand we wanna be blessed. We wanna have this, we wanna have that, great. But if your focus is that, you're always gonna be focused on that. You're gonna be distracted and you won't be able to focus on the one who gives everything but focus on being a witness, a person who testifies. The power lies in your testimony of how He saved your soul. Amen.